Hey, welcome to the podcast. Today is part two of my latest interview with my really good friend, Jason Shepard. Uh, he leads something called Church Project in Houston, Texas. It's a church of house churches, and they're starting a lot of church projects all around the world. They're touching lots and lots of people through a model that really focuses on disciple making. It's not as focused and perhaps as intense as DMM. Uh, it is going to speak to people who are in a more uh, prevailing model church, trying to figure out what the heck do I do without blowing up what we got. And I think you're going to learn a lot from this guy. He's, he's one of my really close friends. So here's Jason. You know, I got a call from a guy. Uh, he may have listened to a podcast with you that I did a long time ago. He called me from Sydney, Australia. He's starting a movement of house churches in Australia. And he said, what is your view of evangelism? He said, if you're not using Sunday for evangelism, uh, he said, what do you use Sunday for? And I said, well, Sunday is, you know, discipling. Everything Jesus did was discipleship. He discipled people on a mountainside by the thousands. He discipled people in, by the dozens. When he lived with them, he discipled people one-on-one -on -one relationship. And uh, while they did ministry, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, healing the blind. And so I said, our, our Sunday gatherings should be discipleship. And he said, well, then what is, you know, what's your view of evangelism? And I said, evangelists. You know, my view of evangelism is evangelists. Like, we're discipling people, so they evangelize. The more somebody loves Jesus, the more they're going to love what Jesus loves. And Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And we've so centralized evangelism that the whole goal for somebody is to get your friend to come to church and let me share the gospel with them. And we haven't equipped our people to share the gospel. And so here I came up with a phrase to help our people understand this progression that we see in the life of Jesus. And it's an effective evangelistic tool. So it's good God gospel conversations. We have good conversations with people that turn into God conversations with people that turn into gospel conversations with people. Good God gospel. We want people to have a good conversation with somebody. Just be a good friend and a good neighbor and love people and care about them. And we want you to be prepared for, praying for, looking for, ready for an opportunity that the Holy Spirit's going to bring to you to have a God conversation. And then we want you to be ready for, praying for, prepared for the bridge between the God conversation and the gospel. And so we're talking about that all the time on Sundays. We talk about it in house churches. We would maybe occasionally do a special training for people, but this is what we're doing. So Sunday is discipleship. It supports house church and, um, and our people are the evangelists. I mean, rather than one, two, three gatherings on a Sunday, that's evangelization. Well, how about having two, three, four thousand evangelists in a city? Uh, for example, a lady from our church, she she worked with another lady from our church. This lady was an agnostic, had not ever been to church in her life. A lady she worked with uh, started having good conversations with her. They turned into God conversations. They started talking about the gospel, talking about Jesus and salvation and sin and eternity and what Jesus did for us on the cross and the resurrection. They started talking about that. This lady, was she was blown away. So finally, after these conversations, her friend from our church said, why don't you just come with me and see what this is about a little bit more? The lady came on a Sunday. She just wept. You know, she received Christ. She went home and invited her husband. Her husband came back. They, I never met them. They immediately went to a house church, got themselves a Bible. Somebody started discipling them. And then they started hosting a house church. You know, all that happened from a lady in our church who had good God gospel conversations. So. You know, we've always kind of pressed our people to um, to try to disciple your friend before they're a Christian, which means you, you you may drink a lot of coffee, you may drink a lot of beer, you're gonna you're gonna hang out with these people and right. look for the opportunity uh, 
because most people will not. I, I've heard of one person in, in, in all my years of experience as a pastor. One person told me that, oh, I tried that. It never worked. My friend said no when I offered yeah. to pray for him. Everybody else, because that was the kind of the deal, hang out with your friend, get to the point where they're complaining about something. They trust you enough that you could go, would it be okay if I pray for you? You know, right. if, you're, if you're cowardly, then say, I pray every night before I go to sleep. Can I have your permission to pray tonight? If you're braver, then just put your hand on them right now and pray with them. And um, and, and we've got all these stories of, of miracles right. that God did. And then, you know, I, I get this thing, you know, people are always talking about, do they come to faith in the church? Do they come to faith in the marketplace? They come to faith in their heart in yeah. a relationship with another person. Right. And what we've done is we've turned the 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 people into inviters rather than evangelists or You're right. and we've turned the pastor into a salesman. So right. your job is to invite them, and my job is to stand up there and put on a little show and try to get them saved. And right. we've we've just reduced the church to some mechanical thing that uh, that we're finding doesn't work very well and actually alienates the very people that we would most like to 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 bring to Jesus. You know, what you just said, Ralph, I mean, I think it actually describes almost every pastor that you and I know, uh, the exhaustion that we felt in the institution, uh, which is, uh, it's all on me. And Paul didn't do that to Titus. He knew Titus can't handle that weight. I can't handle that weight. That's why pastors are quitting. They're discouraged. I like to tell pastors, I mean, we're we're growing. We're exploding. I mean, we, we've added a thousand people in the last nine months here. I mean, we're we have 35 of our houses that have 35 or more people in them. We I just sent a video out to all our pastors yesterday, like about how we got to multiply quickly. But I am not exhausted. I am excited. I'm energized uh, because I'm it's not on me. I, I have 70 house church pastors and people who we're, we're bearing this weight together. And um, I just, you know, teach the Bible and encourage our people who are supporting house churches. It, it's just so different. And there's a better way. And I think actually it's the biblical way. It's the original way. I, my phrase is we, we rethink and return. Everybody's rethinking, but we need to rethink by returning to what scripture originally taught us. And so if we will just take, Jesus said he would build his church. Let's take his plans and start building the church the way that he said he wanted it to be built. That's good. That's really good. Is that too uncorked, Ralph? No, that's wonderful. That's exactly what I was hoping that you would share. I, I want you to, uh, now, now this may be a little hard for you because I, I just know the way that you're wired, but what, what have you written? If other people are going, uh, I want to know more about this. Uh, obviously, you don't want them all calling you. Uh, what have you written? What's out there? Well, thanks for asking. I, uh, you know, I haven't, I, I kept my head in the sand here for probably, we were 13 years old, probably 11 of our 12 years or 13 years. I just kept my head down. I felt like, well, if we can't prove a prototype here, there's nothing for me to talk about. Right. And so I, I would say, I don't know nobody and nobody knows me. Um, and that has been primarily true even to this day. But many years ago, I wrote a little janky book called Church Project because I was having conversations four, five, six times a week with church planners. So I just put it in a little book. And then last year in 2022, I rewrote it and, and added on to it. Uh, it's a little bit better. One day I'll write a great one, but um, I haven't done that yet. But this one is a little bit better and it's called A Church of House Churches. And so you can just get it on Amazon, A Church of House Churches. And it's essentially this conversation there. I would say there's a 
there's a light ecclesiology. There's some practice in there as well. And then there are some anecdotes of what we're doing. You know, I, I just have a little bit of advice for you as an older brother in the faith. Um, I, I, I would say don't write another book. I mean, write some other books. We want that. But this book that you started with, uh, just just keep releasing new editions as, as new growth and new insight. That's what I did with my book, Let Go of the Ring. And I'm about to go into the seventh edition with the thing and try to wow. make it a little bit more focused. It started out as a, as a book to explain to our church, I guess, first our history. I was leaving Hermosa and I, I was the only guy that was there from the very, very beginning. There was a couple of others that were there that first Sunday, but I, so I wrote a, a book just to tell everybody's story. And then as we got in Hawaii, the story grew. So the book grew and then the theology matured. And yeah. as the theology matured, then that got into the book. And, and now I'm starting to, to meet pastors who need what we learned. And so I'm going to refine it a little bit and put it out in its seventh edition. I, I, I believe that every pastor, you know, I, I wrote a little book that's on Amazon called Your Book as Your Business Card. Every pastor ought to have a book that here's mm -hmm. my story. Uh, here's how I grew up. Here's how I came to faith. Uh, here's how God called me. Here's, here's the values that God put in my heart biblically. Here's the wow. vision that we have, and here's how it's worked out so far. If you had that little book, and, and it's pretty easy to write a book where you're just telling your own story, but to be able to hand it to, because that's what we did with Let Go of the Ring. We handed it to new people. And, you know, they'd come to some gathering, we'd have food for people who are new in the fellowship. And they would decide after reading that, and I put a lot of pictures in there. So I'd always go turn to page 88 and there was a picture right of me with hippie hair and it looked stupid. <laughs> and, and so I, once I could get them to look at that picture, then they'd start to look at the other pictures and guys came to me and said, you know, I haven't read a book since I got out of high school, but I just read your book and it, you know, whatever. And, uh, but, but what we found was the book was a filter. There were people who said, I'm not coming back to that church because now yeah. I, they understood what we stood for. And that was really good because we didn't want to waste our time with those people. And then right. there were others who are going, yes, this is what I want. And so I, I think that, again, I'm coming back to, to, the, to the person that's listening to this and going, I want more of Jason Shepard in my life. And, and, and it's available through a book. And I want you to give us the name of the book again on Amazon. Well, you can actually go to, I just literally yesterday, uh, somebody helped me to put a website together and, um, I'm sort of reluctant to do it, but it's just easier. It's just jasonshepherd.com, S-H-E-P-P-E-R-D, uh, jasonshepherd.com. On there, you can sign up for stuff, and there'll be links to the book and all that. But the book is called, uh, you can just look it up under my name as well on Amazon. There's not that much to look for, but a church of house churches. And then jasonshepherd.com, what are you going to do with the website? What, well, what's there and what's going to be on there? You know, I think um, we're going to put the links to the, to my book or the books on there, there's going to be an opportunity to connect with, we, we do a church project conference, uh, house church network is something that we're doing, which is helping people, or I, I was going to say around the nation, but it's actually now around the world that really want to adopt this ecclesiology together, um, and be in a community. We do a conference for that. So um, there, there'll be a link to the conferences and to housechurchnetwork.com and churchprojectnetwork.com. That's where people are starting church projects. Um, we have a big refined process for that. 
House Church Network is not a huge process. Uh, so the website's going to do that. It'll probably archive sermons as well. And, you know, maybe your book is your business card. Maybe the website will be that for me. Good. I'm really glad to hear about that. So I'm going to wind this down. I know that you're getting ready to take your wife out for a, a little holiday for her birthday. And I congratulate you for that. Thank uh, you. You know, a lot of times we, we kind of sublimate our families to our ministry and, and we lose our children and all that. And it's so refreshing to just see the way that you manage your household and, and super blessing for me. But uh, Thank you. what what would you like to leave people with that are that are listening and going, you know, I want a little bit more? Well, first, let me say, Ralph, thank you for continuing to do what you're doing and continuing to do it. We need you still <laughs> having your voice. Uh, I, I would be afraid to walk into rooms and Ralph not be there. Uh, uh -huh. We need still uh, a generation or two ahead of us who you're giving us confidence and you're helping refine those things. You've done that for me. You give me confidence. You give me good counsel. And um, so thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for what you've done and continuing to share that. It's been super helpful for me. Your writing, your pastoring, your leadership, your friendship. So please let me say thank you. And whoever's watching, I would encourage you, buy Ralph's books, get into his coaching. Uh, his influence in my life has been really great. I think his, uh, it, he puts a price in there that's valuable to show that we value it, It's but it's not um, – it's not unattainable for you. I encourage you to get into Ralph's coaching. His coaching has been great for me. Read his books. So Ralph, thank you for that. Um, and then, you know, I would just tell whoever's listening, it is possible to continue pastoring and fulfill your original passions for your calling. And maybe even in the church you're in, it's tricky, but it's happening all over. I would say start to build an ecclesiology, refine your theology of church, bring some people either in your current church or in a new church, bring people along with you very slowly, build a great platform to build on early on. Um, that's what we did. 40 people has turned into thousands and thousands, but we went real slow for two years. Um, but we started doing what we're doing now. We started it immediately. But we just went real slow, and it allowed us to build a great foundation. So it's possible. I hope you'll continue pastoring if God's called you to that and raising up other pastors instead of it all being on your shoulders. You know, one of the things uh, I think that is really important is that we find models that allow the person in the prevailing model church to shift to being the leader of a movement of house churches. A lot of what I've done in the Equippers Lab, it, it focuses on that. Two of my heroes are, are Brian Sanders, Tampa Underground, um, Rob Wagner, Kansas City Underground. And they're getting a lot of attention, which they should, because their theology is great. And I know I love those guys, yes. I really love them, and I really love what they're doing. The problem that I sense is, is, is people breaking the wineskin that i i see what brian's doing brian's one of the most brilliant guys in fact i met you at the tampa underground and yeah. it, brian's one of the smartest men i know uh the guy reads like 50 books a year or something like that uh, maybe it's more uh, it, it's it's crazy whenever i'm around brian i'm taking notes on what books has he read because i want to read what brian reads but uh, it, it, it's such a really radical approach if you're starting from the ground up it's, it's pretty easy to do what they're doing. 
it but it's pretty easy to do what you're doing from the ground up but if you're if you're in a prevailing model church and you need to shift to something it would be very difficult to shift to to look like the tampa underground it's not that hard a shift to learn from jason shepherd and go we we could do this gradually maybe we start off in a corner i'm always talking about two operating systems that you know you you, you keep the prevailing model working and then you do something on friday nights or and you 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 gather a few leaders together and you teach them how to do house church and then you go from there and you let the the, the one eventually swallow up the other because yeah. you can change you can steer the ship by what you're teaching over the pulpit but i so i think if you're out there listening to this and you're and you're you're going yeah i'm really into this whole idea of micro church and this and that and it's not a gimmick for you it's reality for you you need to pay attention to what jason has said and Maybe go back and re-listen to this podcast, uh, buy some books, do whatever you got to do. Go to the to jasonshepherd.com website uh, because this is a middle ground for you. And uh, the thing that I do, the Equippers Lab, it, I'm presenting a middle ground. I'm I'm trying to help you. Uh, I'm I'm a gradualist. I'm I'm not gonna jump at anything. I'm gonna inch my way toward toward radical change. I've always done that. Uh, you know, people get frustrated with me because I'm doing things quite different than everybody else, but I got there very slowly. And I think that you got where you are. You went, you went from working in a mega church, possibly being the successor to the pastor of that mega church. And then you stepped out uh, with no support. And this, this incredible thing has, has grown out of it. As, as we're kind of winding down here, I, I want us to, um, to get the scope. And, and uh, you know, I used to always say, I don't like to talk about numbers. Then I said, I seldom talk about numbers. Now I think numbers are really important. I mean, the, the New Testament is full of numbers about what was going on in churches. Uh, I, I want to hear what's going on around the world uh, under the banner of Church Project, under the, the fellowship of people that are identified, uh, the church projects that you're starting. I know you're, you're starting another, what, six miles or something? From your location you're starting another location i know that you don't even have the words church project on your building uh it's, it's very hard for people to 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 find what they're doing if they haven't met somebody from from your family it's uh, i love what you're doing but talk talk to us a little bit about numbers and and i know there's always that you know i don't want to act like i'm bragging well brag a little we want to hear it well, <laughs> you know, um, I know you and I, we're going to talk about a theology of space and we've run out of time for that today, but I'd love to, I think uh, everybody listening has a theology of space. Um, we have a theology of space as well, because we're all existing in some place all the time. And so really it just becomes, do we, do we have a, a theology that disallows a, a corporate gathering? If so, where do we do it? How do we do it? What do we do with that space? Is there a way to to capitalize on that space. Let me say one word on that. We say space is not sacred, but sacred things happen in space. Um, we have a theology of space that makes space sacred. Therefore, um, we don't, we can't share that space and we can't steward it. Church Project is mortgage neutral and we have many millions of dollars worth of buildings, but we're mortgage neutral. We borrow it on Sunday and we share it with ministries throughout the week and we steward it to make money on it. And so we started in a little bitty warehouse with 40 people gathered on a handmade wooden stage, just taught the Bible. And we said, hey, see you next Sunday. There's nothing here until then. 
except ministries in the city were starting to use our space. And um, they woke up, what is this church? What are these people, these 40 people? What are they doing giving us space to use? And then we could rent it out for big parties or whatever, you know. And we went from 40 people in year one to about 100 people at the end of year one. At the end of year two, we had about 200 people. And then between years two and, and four, we went to about 800 people. Uh, we've never marketed. We've never done a mailer. No mall kiosk, no movie theater commercials that people laugh at if you listen. I mean, we've never done any marketing like that at all. It's just people telling people, which, by the way, is great for your culture because before anybody comes, they've already heard about it. And so there's no marketing. We tell our people, if you want, we told them early on, if you want people to come here, you got to invite them. If you want this to exist, you got to give. And if you want us to exist, you have to serve because we're not doing it for you. We're, we don't have any money to hire people and we won't. 40 people turned into 100 to 200 to 800. And then um, we moved to a different building at that point. We bought it. We moved from a warehouse. We bought an old grocery store. We went from leasing a warehouse to we bought an old grocery store. Now we lease that old grocery store out for 30 grand a month uh, to an organization. And it pays for that building and the current building uh, because we leased this one out too. And on a Sunday, you know, we may have, I don't know, four or 5,000 people here. People would tell me that there's probably around, um, I don't know, seven, eight, ten thousand people who are regularly connected to our church. And we have, uh, you know, 70 house churches. But like I said, 30, 35 of those have way too many people in them. And we anticipate multiplying 20 to 30 house churches within the next month. We've planted, I've been told, 23 church projects. And then we have, um, we're connected in house church network to, I think, about 15 other churches. Uh, we'll be planting uh, 15 or 20 church projects this year. We just wow. planted, helped plant two on the same day a few weeks ago. And um, we, we spent really 13 years pouring a foundation that we believe is now going up very, a building's going up very quickly. And so, um, yeah. That's amazing. Are, are you, I, I believe you're in other countries. We're in, we're in other countries. Um, yeah, we're, uh, I mean, I, I'm on Zoom calls every day. We have a person now that just started this past year who's overseeing our international church planning network stuff. And we have church projects starting all throughout Latin America this year. Um, we have five church projects in Haiti. We have one in Malawi, Africa, one in Saltillo, Mexico. Um, I, I'm embarrassed that I can't right now remember where, where the others are. And, uh, you know, we like to say we're, we're not planting these churches. We're partnering with people who are planting them because we're not there. Um, we're not fully funding these, although we partially fund them. But mainly we're guiding them. We're, we're getting them into community. We're coaching them and we're sharing. We share everything we have. And so um, we, we don't want to take all the credit when we say we planted a church because we're actually helping them do it. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, Ralph, I, I don't know all the numbers right now. And by the end of this year, the numbers are going to be very, very different. The conversations that we have a hundred people in our pipeline waiting, waiting for us to approve them to plan a church project, but we're, we're protective of this ecclesiology. Yeah. And so we go really slow. Well, that's great. Uh, it's just so exciting to talk to you. And once again, I just want to remind people, uh, the, the book that you wrote, what is it called again? A church of house churches. A church of house churches. And um, there's a lot to be learned, especially if you're one of these people who you're frustrated with the prevailing model. You know that something has to change or it's going to break. I mean, we know a lot of people that financially got their back against the wall. 
and you but but you're you're afraid of destroying everything and we want to see you find your way into the future and i believe that what jason has to offer is a huge stepping stone i just want to say thanks for taking the time to do this uh, i i love being with you it was really good to be there a month ago and i i'm really hoping we get a chance to hang out a little bit some more in the future i'll see you in a couple of weeks in orlando and i can't wait to see you in person uh anywhere else and i'm honored to be on your podcast thank you ralph Take care. God bless.